welcome back to The Shed, everybody. This is a episode 87. We're closing in on the centennial mm. edition, which is kind of crazy, but this is only episode 87. We're real glad you're here. Uh, we hope you are still taking care of yourself. We hope you're going to enjoy yourself for the next little while as we chat about God only knows what. So stick with us, and here we go. Oh, I know. I wanted to start with a quick shout-out, since I missed a call from Susan of Rossland. You guys may or may not know that Susan of Rossland did something that she hasn't admitted to yet to dislocate an ankle and break a couple bones in her left leg. She's in hospital. Nobody knows what she did. She's home now, actually. And I missed a call from her just now because we were getting ready to do this, so I'll do the shout-out instead. Hope you're feeling better, Susan. Yeah, this will be... Oh, go ahead. You don't know what happened? No, she's not telling. Oh. So this will be one of the few cases where she's still going to be laid up by the time this thing publishes. Because uh. she's got six, six weeks of inactivity to get better. And didn't she that's just get new kittens or something too? Yeah, she was going to get cats. Yeah, kittens. That's correct. I don't Ooh. Maybe, I don't know. <laughs> that's not going to go well. I don't actually, I don't think she's, uh, if my information is correct, she hasn't picked them up yet. They're just little kitties, right? Yeah, last I saw, she was getting them in a couple of days, and I think that was more than a couple of days ago. So anyway, there was that. I just thought I'd throw that out there. And uh, I also think, boys, we should shout out all our immediate relatives that we think might even listen to this podcast. I think that just would be a good thing to do. You could disagree. Sam of Balfour, Tim of Durham, and Jennifer of San Jose. Hi, how you doing? Hope it's all going well. All good here. You guys can look like terrible siblings by comparison if you wish. Well, no, Mike and Joanna Rosslyn uh, listen to, uh, to each episode twice, I believe. <laughs> and uh, hi to you guys. I'm not shouting out people. I don't, I don't shout out people, but hello to you. Oh. Oh, oh a little shade, a little more shade. I well, I, I know Uncle Tom listens and watches, so hi to them and uh, all the rest of the siblings out there. <laughs> oh, so KJ gets on the high train. And I, I will say, I will say uh, hi to Uncle Rob about three months from now. How are you doing, bro? <laughs> <laughs> Holy dine. I'm going to keep shouting out. You can go with your highs. You can be all Mr. Not Tired cliche. That's fine. I'll keep shouting out. Um, before we you get to uh, viewer mail, I think we should do a check-in. Uh, how the pandemic is w- working for everybody. Okay. Yeah. Nope. Uh, <laughs> let me see. For me, I, I've got uh, a cardiologist appointment coming up in a week. We're going to do that by phone. And I didn't get my usual one-month warning for the cardiologist appointment. I mean, usually uh, I go into training because they do a stress test. So <laughs> I don't want to look like an idiot. So I work out a little bit on my bike leading up to the uh, stress yeah. test. So uh, so that worked out well because I, I missed the reminder. I haven't been uh, staying fit and he's going to call me. So uh, should I just lie to him? What, what do you guys think? Mm-hmm. Is it a video call? No, it's just going to be uh, a phone call. Yeah, I lied to him for sure. Okay, because you figure at a video call, he would be able to note my um, yeah. pallor? Yeah, for sure. Well, no, it's just that if you say you haven't done anything, <laughs> he's going to shake his finger at you. And if you say you have now, the thing that you may not do is say, yes, I've been working out every day. 20 push-ups five times, 
16 sit-ups and 52 jumping jacks every... So you can't do that because you'll say, that's awesome. And you can't I take would the- do that. I would do that skin, but that took you so long to say. I'd be out of breath by the end of that. Yeah, and you can't take, <laughs> you can't take the rewards like that. You can avoid the finger wagging if you want. Moby was saying that I should lie, though. So you guys are giving me different advice. Well, you can lie. If he says, have you been exercising? You can say, yep. Because really, you know. Go to the fridge several times every day. He's getting up and down out of the chair. You know, that all counts. But what you may not do is elaborate on your fictional exercise routine in order to garner more kudos from your guy. Right, because isn't that a telltale sign of lying when you make up a whole, when there's a whole bunch of detail coming yeah. out, like yeah, that's extra right. little details? That's yeah, right. and then when I when I go running, I usually like to head south <laughs> down Nelson Avenue. Uh, got a dental appointment coming up, and uh, my understanding is that's off unless uh, Dr. Bonnie Henry eases up the dental, uh, and uh, I think, yeah, there's dental, there's haircuts as well. Like I'm getting, uh, getting out there a bit. We actually do have some, uh, shears on order. I've got some, I can, uh, I can do the job for you for a pretty nominal sum. Is that right? Eh? Can you do it from six feet away? Yeah. I saw a video on that. You tape it to your hockey stick. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I saw a guy I'm doing sure it. that goes well. I'm sure that goes very it's, well. You know what? It probably would be fine because all you do is you clip the depth gauge onto the clippers and just run them. So you tape the clippers onto the end of the stick and you have the depth gauge mm-hmm. on the clippers and you just run them. I, I don't really see it's that hard. Uh, number four. Do you have number four? Yeah. Yes, I do. Well, I believe the depth gauge is, and I know that you don't have recent experience with this, but the depth gauge only is supposed to go up to about here or so. And then from the top part is going to be your comb and scissors. Oh, so, right? so no, listen, you <laughs> foolishly assumed that I was talking about dressing your hair. All I was talking about was cutting it. I'm all good with cutting it. Oh, uh, haircut. You're not getting a fade from me. That's not nope. going to happen, especially not at a distance of six feet. Not happening. Yeah. No, Sue's going to cut my hair and... What we're going to do is we're going to do three haircuts. It doesn't matter if they ease the restrictions or not. She's giving me my next three cuts because by that point I've made my money back on the, on the clippers. Oh. Wow. Well, why doesn't she get on board and use them? That would speed it up quite a bit because a woman's haircut is about 300 bucks just by itself. Yeah. She spends easily three, 400 bucks. <laughs> yeah. So just, with each just, cut. just tell her to do her bangs or something like that. It takes about six seconds and you're up, you're done. Yeah, with a, she'll use a number four for her bangs. <laughs> just and just send that's me gonna the, go well. Just send me the difference, like the hundred over over and above the cost of the Clippers, the hundred you save. In fact, ten percent, ten bucks. Number four for her bangs with a hockey stick. It's all gonna go well. <laughs> Professor Plum in the library with the lead pipe. And uh, so yeah, I don't know. That's uh, that's my uh, pandemic report. Kevy. Well, uh, I've been off the property. Oh, because I had to go give blood for my cardiologist, by the way. And at the same time, I went into um, Gourmet Warehouse, spent $200 of stuff. And today, already today, I have completed two magnificent loaves of white bread for me to eat. I've already cooked that today, Skinny. Believe me. So what are those? Those about 100 bucks a piece? Yeah. Because I was thinking, what did you need at Gourmet gourmet Warehouse? And I guess it's bread stuff. Is that right? 
Oh, no, all sorts of stuff. I'm turning into a baker now, don't you know? What a guy. And that place is great, Gourmet Warehouse. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. They didn't have yeast, though, sadly. I also tried to get some sourdough starter going, and I failed dismally, but uh, there's, there's hope yet. Also, had I had my first video call with my doctor which sort of surprised me i thought she was just going to phone me and all of a sudden i'm <laughs> i'm looking at her on the phone and busted <laughs> and she i also have a you, you just know somewhere there's a there's a thread or a website of calls gone wrong that doctors are keeping it people with no pants on and just yeah. all kinds of stuff like you, you're huh? probably taking a great big drag when the connection happened <laughs> That's right? Right, yeah. That's so, funny. And she's going to, uh, so they've got the tests of that, or the, the results, and and so I have a, a, a phone call with her tomorrow. So she's going to call, and other than that, pretty weird still. Pretty weird. This old pandemic thing, pretty weird. Pretty weird. What is it with sourdough? Why did that take off so much? Like, why is everyone doing sourdough? Because you don't need yeast. You get the starter going, and it's forever. I'm pretty sure that's why. Yeah, but you got to keep it going. Yeah. But once you get that starter stuff going, that is the the heart of the sourdough, you can just keep it going. It just keeps growing and you just siphon off a little bit each time you're going to bake. Yeah. So you don't need to buy yeast. That's There why. you go. Well, Sue was out shopping today and there it was, icing sugar. So we're back in stock. <laughs> and... Uh, and and also she went to the uh We're gonna need theme and- we're gonna need theme music. I can tell already. We're gonna need theme music. That's great. She went to the pharmacist and uh asked for some uh hand sanitizer. And the pharmacist reaches below the cabinet and pulls out this great big one quart bottle. Oh uh, three quart two I'd say seven fifty mils. Boom, plops it down. And uh, Hannah appreciates that appreciates that because she'll use it out at the owl sanctuary. There, they uh, always have a shortage of hand sanitizer there. So, hey, cool. remember, remember, um, my buddy um, who was my partner in Robson Arms, and he was started a vape company, right? And we, yeah, we talked about that. Well, did did I tell you this story? A vape juice, yeah. Well, anyway, so since the deaths mostly in the states of through vaping that that's been curtailed quite a bit like his business was doing a pretty skookum business right he's got a big lab a 10,000 foot warehouse and really 50 employees and they're talking kidding. yeah yeah kidding. so anyway wow wow uh, about so when the the pandemic started all well first of all vaping the demand for flavors was going down, but you know, I think he, he was still because he was into ch- Chinese markets and stuff like that for and and South American, Central American markets. Anyway, he decided that he would because they um, applied for a Health Canada license that they, they have to have for this for the vape stuff. He applied to make hand sanitizer to swap his lab over to make hand sanitizer. And, and mostly what it is is the containers, right? You have to have the labels and the containers, and that's what has to be set up. So he does this. He does this. He takes like 24 hours straight. I don't know if... He, uh, anyway, he's a, he's a kook when it comes to doing business. He sends in the application 
to Health Canada, and on a, he sent it in at like Saturday at six o'clock. And two hours later, he gets a call from Ottawa from somebody in the government saying they've never seen such a thorough. Uh, pitch or proposal yeah. or whatever and also the fact that he had the uh, health Canada application already in the stream they fast-tracked it and by monday he had the license so he's been doing that for three weeks or something anyway he phones me uh last week and he's on his way he always phones me when he's driving he's on his way home and he's just he's just bought i think there's thousand thousand liter drums they're plastic drums uh 375 gallons would that be about a thousand liters something like that yeah 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 sort of in there yeah anyway they're 1300 massive drums right because he 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 what you need is um alcohol yep and it's uh if you bought one of those drums of alcohol apparently it's like 600 bucks or something and it should be regularly you know, I don't know, 200 bucks. But because of the demand, the price has just gone cuckoo. So he starts talking to his suppliers. He talks to somebody in um, New Jersey. He gets a tanker truck sent up to Toronto, a tanker truck of alcohol. He buys all these barrels that have been used, but they were used for, get this, hand sanitizer. So he doesn't even have to clean them out. And he, so he gets, and I, I think this is why he phoned me because he was so excited that he just ordered a tanker truck. So it c- <laughs> c- comes up to his warehouse. They un, they put it all into these barrels, and the tanker truck goes back, and he's in business, and he's talking, I don't know, quarter mi- money, quarter million a week. That's huh. huge. It's I mean, massive. He should, get himself, he should get himself a little model of a tanker truck, you know, about. Eight inches long and put it in a frame and put it up on the wall. My first tanker truck. That's awesome. Anyway, that's that story. That's, that's cool. That's pretty wild. You know, what's going to happen to the bureaucracy after the pandemic when there's all these people whose jobs are to stamp pieces of paper and shuffle them from one side of the desk to another? And, you know, you want some kind of a license to make hand sanitizer, who knows what. You're looking at 12 months. What's going to happen now when they say, you know what? Remember that time we made it happen in two hours? Oh. Oh, I have, I have the, the answer. I have the answer for that for sure. What's, okay. You'll see the bureaucracy, the population of bureaucracy probably double because we'll resume the full thing that we had before and then we'll need to hire almost as many people again to go back into history and double check and track down all the crap that got issued in haste. Just think of all the auditing they're going to do, for instance, on the CERB payments, the CERB payments. Just think how much that is. They're already buried with unemployment claims and all the rest of it. Now they're going to have to go back and start trying to... You and I know that they could probably write a couple of computer programs and if if they could just establish some business rules with regard to your, say, income in 2019... Quick check against your uh, T4s from 2019 should determine whether you probably should have got a CRB, CERB payment. But they won't do that because the business rules will be unbelievably Byzantine, of course, right? Yes, but, you know, they had a car accident in 2012 and they did get compensated, but there was some question. So we can't really refuse their CERB. I'm telling you, they'll double. That's my prognostication from this part of the shed. All right, then. (laughs) 
Thanks, Skinny. I yeah. got nothing to say to that. I mean, I can't top that. Okay, so here's mine. I went to uh, Crappy Tire today just because I needed a radiator cap for the racing Suzuki. And uh, I walked in there and they just had this mountain. I mean, it was about the size of a boxcar display of sanitizers, disinfectants, spray bottles, disposable masks, cloths, just this whole gigantor thing in front. Now, Moby, you're talking about your buddy making money. Those masks are from Miniso. Miniso is that Japanese company that has had sort of small stores and malls. They were 20 masks for 30 bucks. That's mm-hmm. a whopping profit margin, I'm going to guess. Like they're mm-hmm. paper. And they just have, you know, those old Hollywood movies where the newspapers are just rolling off the presses at 800 miles an hour. Those little masks come rolling off some press at 800 miles an hour too. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they're selling them for Ka-ching. like 12, 13, yeah, 13 bucks a right, throw or right. whatever. Right? And then post pandemic, we're going to see negative prices. Please <laughs> take this hand sanitizer. I'm going to pay you. <laughs> Just use it, use it as fire starter. They'll repurpose it as fire starter. Apparently my it's new all one. very nice. Oh, very nice. nice. Did you make that one? No, a friend of. That's what I would like. Awesome. I would would like to buy one of those for 10 bucks instead of, you know, 10 disposable ones for 13 bucks. Okay, KJ, have you used that mask uh, for longer than a minute or two yet? No, I I actually haven't even used it. The cloth ones I've tried have all been unbearably hot after a minute or two. The paper ones tend to be a lot cooler, but uh, I could be wrong. It could just depend on the choice of cloth and all that kind of stuff. I did see a video of one woman uh, in the store with a great big hole cut out of her mask. <laughs> I saw that too. <laughs> and she was explaining that it, you yeah. know, made it a lot easier to breathe. And she was, she, the caption I saw, she was from Kentucky and it said, don't anybody ever ask again how Mitch McConnell keeps getting elected. <laughs> really funny. Too hard to breathe. So yeah, you mentioned dental, RJ, same. I got a crown going south on me in my lower jaw and it's been going slowly worse and worse. I really hope the dentist is available at the end of this month at least just because one of these days it's going to let go and I tell you, you bite the wrong way, really hurts. And if it ever lets go completely, it's it'll be emergency time, right? Like, ah, there's that. What else have I got? That's about it really. I, it is kind of weird. Like I'm alone in the house right now with the dogs. So it's pretty oh, right. weird. Yeah. I'm finding that my emotions are very mercurial. Like one sad <laughs> clown picture on Twitter and I'm just a mess for an hour. And, uh, you know, <laughs> one, one, uh, one cute kid celebrating their birthday with firemen parading by in the street. And I'm just elated. Like I'm just over the moon. It's the best thing ever. It's really terrible. You know, you forget to eat and you wonder why you're feeling so irritable. Yeah, it's because you didn't eat anything, you idiot. Try to get some food. So it's pretty weird. I'll be, I don't think they should relax. I think it's insane. I think it's pretty hard to not conclude it's all about the money, which is a pity. Well, I I think getting back to work when you say it's all about the money, I mean, think of this though. Us three, we three, pardon me, are in uh, good shape in terms of the, well, you're, yeah, you're kind of unemployed right now, but you're being compensated. Um, I'm retired, 
so nothing different for me same with kj so but i mean when you say it's all about the money yeah some people actually are not doing very well uh, yeah no in this scenario so it makes sense for people to be clamoring to go back to work yes it does and in, in the states there's a bunch of that kind of clamoring that's justifiable um because you know they don't have the support networks that are set up as they are here in canada their choices are go back to work and risk death or risk death by starvation. I mean, those are pretty poor choices. And again, you have the federal government in the states kind of leaning towards, you know, you states, if you're having trouble making the payments for unemployment and other things for people who've lost their jobs, you should just declare bankruptcy. Like, don't come to the federal government to borrow money. Just declare bankruptcy because that'll really force those people to go back to work, right? And that's kind of... For individuals who don't have enough or any compensation, yeah, they may fairly clamor to go back to work. Uh, and I understand that. And that, that is also the case in Canada. There's for a lot of people in Canada for whom $2,000 a month is nowhere near enough money. And I get that, but. Hey, question for you guys. Um, not exactly related, but uh, are you going to readily hand over your AR-15s when they come calling for them? No. Out of my cold, dead hands. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I've already buried them and I intend to defend them with my deer rifle. All right. I've seen posts in Canada where there's guys saying, yeah, you know, I'm a hunter and me nor anybody I ever knew ever shot a deer with an assault rifle. But when they fail to enforce the ban on assault weapons in Canada, they'll go for the easy target and that's my hunting gun. So there's people against the ban because they're afraid it's going to be a domino effect to their hunting rifles. And I just think that's insane. Uh, that's yeah, I was reading the Wikipedia nuts. article on the, what is it? The AR 15? Is that, what's the name of that one? Yeah. Or AK 47, whichever. Yeah. One of them is quite popular with hunters. Although it occurs to me that Wikipedia can be edited by anyone and, and the NRA actually, uh, will probably employ a whole host of people to keep going in yeah. and changing those articles to kind of reflect what they want reality to be, but uh, supposedly popular with hunters. Yeah, um, I think that's a lie. Because even so, if it was popular with hunters, that's kind of unfair to the deer, don't you think? Well, it's, it just <laughs> intuitively makes no sense, right? That makes no sense. Well, they're not. it's not a machine gun like the AR-15, if I've got the number right. It's not a machine gun. It's just that you get one shot for every pull of the trigger, and it's very fast. You can go pop, 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 pop like that. At least I do. You can set it for full auto, <laughs> or that, what you called there is like... No, 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 those, no, no, those ones are not full auto. You have to do... Those are semi-auto. I think I don't think full auto has been available in Canada for some time. But well, the yeah, bump but, stock, yeah. the bump stock is what would make it full auto, and that's kind of an add added feature that uh, is illegal as well. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I think the mod to make them full auto is pretty easy too. I think that's the bump you, stock. No, I mean like go into the gun work and make a slight change, and then. Because it's been going on for years, right? But the difference between you and me is that I've actually read the article on the AR-15. Fair enough. God help you if I find out otherwise, but for the moment, fair enough. I haven't read it. So. <laughs> That's right. <coughs> You'll hear about it for the rest of the year. But I mean, it's the same. They, they have had these kinds of problems with hunting guns in Canada for years. Even when I was working <laughs> for the Forest Service in the 70s, 
there was a guy who had a semi-automatic shotgun, so you didn't have to pump the chamber every time, you know, bang, bang, you just pulled the trigger, bang, 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 bang. It came with a limited ammunition capacity. You could only put five shells into it at a time because that was the rule. And then he said, and here's how you beat the rule. And he just unscrews the top of the shell chamber and pulls out a length of broomstick, basically, throws it away and sticks in four more shells so that he now has a nine shot capacity. It's that level of modification that is sometimes, I'm, I, I really will concede the AR-15 because I haven't looked at anything, but it is that kind of thing that is sometimes easily done to make a weapon what it was originally designed to be as opposed to what the regulations say it should be. That's, that's all. I don't know about, I don't know. I don't know why anybody would want to take that many shots at an animal because you've got to get them all out of there if you kill it, you know. It was great how quickly that it happened. And I, I think yeah. maybe the government was inspired by the uh, New Zealand experience where that, that Could prime be. minister of New Zealand, she is just awesome. Yeah, like she's going to get a Nobel Prize. <laughs> yeah. How quickly she makes things happen. They've also done very well in the pandemic. Yeah. Um, so it's just very, very cool to see. I think you're right. It, it may have been that, and it may have been just, you know, political advantage. This is a thing that we know a whole bunch of our base has wanted forever, and we're never going to get a better opportunity than this, so let's do it now. Yeah, because, not just the base, really. It's the yeah. Canadian, like 75% of Canadians. Yeah. In fact, I have to say, when you do see those tweets or anything in social media that is against it, I'm always surprised. I always just think, oh, is that a Canadian? But you'll get Canadians posting NRA stuff saying a real government does what its people want. They don't just impose change. And they're suggesting that the Canadian government imposed this change against the wishes of a bunch of Canadians. And you just think, wow, okay. Somebody in Canada is posting that. So somebody wants well, it. I was really happy about it, though. Very pleased. Quite, quite a few from Rossland posting that kind of stuff. Couple. Couple who will remain hopefully nameless for the moment. But yeah. <laughs> Uh, what about yeah. uh, what about um, your take on the United States of America and uh, what's about to happen there? Because some shit is going to go down there in a messy, messy way. Uh, oh. That's all I was going to say is it continues to just be a hot steam and mess. <laughs> just woof. With no end in sight. Nobody's like, it's, it's unbelievably ridiculous, I think. Do you mean no end in sight in terms of their death rates and that kind of thing? Anything. Yeah, well, anything, anything. There's no, like, I mean, there, there, there's still no uh, testing. There's still no, I mean, when you talk about tracing contacts, that's a big operation. That, that, that employs a ton of people to do that. And that they're thinking that they're going to have to do that before everything settles down, let alone test the whole country and all that. Oh, my lordy. I don't, but, but I just, because the, it's just going to keep coming back now that, uh, you know, a whole bunch of states are starting to open up even a little bit. Like even, I think even New York is starting to do. I'm not sure, I'm not sure about New York. Like the last uh, thing I saw from him was they're not going to do it till it's safe. Yeah. Well, at least he's a little bit smarter, but uh, yeah. And anyway, and also, uh, yeah, it's fun. It's sort of interesting to see, um, how de Blasio really kind of fumbled and Cuomo, even though he's looking so good, 
kind of fumbled at the start too, right? There was uh, things could have been done a lot quicker there. Anyway, uh, yeah, messy, 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 uh, and I just I th- I think they're just going to head north, gentlemen. I think that's what's going to happen. Well, yeah. So for safety, I, I saying to one of the kids the other day, I wish we could just build a sixty foot wall. And I really hope that they don't open the border to anything other than commercial traffic anytime soon, regardless of the pressure we will undoubtedly get. And then after that, you sort of wonder, well, I wonder at what point they'll just come anyways. (laughs) You know, will that be a thing that happens? You know, you see all those guys walking into the Michigan legislature armed to the teeth. Well, just think if that many of those guys showed up at the border armed to the teeth. What's the border guard going to do? Say just no? I really think that's highly unlikely because they'd be run to earth before very long, I think. But, you know, you just think it's nutty. And I mean, it isn't even just the COVID stuff. Just the whole thing down there is all crazy. The moves they're making outside of the COVID responses to appointees, to judges, to controls within the government on all the spending, to refusing spending, you know, the whole business of trying to run the U.S. Postal Service into the ground, all that kind of stuff all just completely unexamined and unchecked. It's just wild. Yeah. I, I, I just don't know when or how that's all going to... I'm banking on the ballot box. But yeah, well, there, there. that's the next question is how does that go? Yeah, and, and will they use the... So if they open everything up and it all goes down the toilet with regard to COVID, will that provide a handy excuse for putting off the election? can't do it this year. Sorry. Too much chaos. We got to deal with this COVID thing. We need another year. We just can't do it right now. It's too big a risk. Whatever. You know, who knows? Mm-hmm. I don't know what they're doing. It's crazy mm-hmm. though. Go ahead, Rich. Well, uh, yeah, they're predicted to lose the Senate. And I think that's one of the reasons that McConnell is trying to push through all these bad policies and is fill as many judgeships as possible. Yeah, Absolutely. Uh, it's really crazy though. And I just think it's, it's funny though. It's, it's funny that in Canada, I think judges are all appointed, correct? Yes. I don't really know. Including Supreme court. And, and we rarely hear about that. We rarely hear about, oh yeah, Trudeau's just loading the court now or, or, you know, conservatives. Well, you hear it more about the Senate, hey? That's funny. I don't know how many senators they are. There are. I don't yeah, either. like in the states, I know how many there are, but up yeah. here, I don't. Yeah, I Isn't think there might be um, four per province. Yeah, just we're so useless with our own political system, eh? And then people say, "Well, you know, how can you have four senators from PEI?" You know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at a map that shows that BC has the worst representation. And the three northern territories have the best representation. And then second to that is Atlantic Canada. They have a very good representation. Um, And then you get into um, Alberta and Ontario actually have low representation. Are you just in the Senate you're talking? Yes, in the Senate, yeah. Is that based on population, high and low, yeah? Yes, so like I'll if just, you have a high population, you should have X number of guys in the Senate. It's not, it's like, you're basically saying it's not really proportional. Is that what? No, no. That's correct. That's it's correct. not proportional because it's not okay. mandated to be proportional. Yeah, yeah, no, I just wanted to be sure I was understanding that who's high and low and under and overrepresented and all that. And yeah. Oh, while we're doing a little uh, audio video presentation, 
I just wanted to uh, show you the uh, drinking bird we got running down there. Oh, I noticed him in the background. I was wondering what that was. Oh, yeah, so you could see him anyway. There I we go. I can't see him. Where is he? Well, he's right here. You just I don't see, see the him. red. He's red. red. Oh, because, yeah, the, the, the your screen configuration does not have a sun landscape mode. No. So, yeah, but uh, uh, anyway, we will see. And I guess our, our viewers may not see it either, depending on how the Skype recording is oh. oriented. There, the bird just took a little drink. Yeah, nice. and I can see it now. Do you remember the one in the window of the barber shop under the Bank of Montreal? I remember Absolutely. that Absolutely. That, that was what I ended up getting this. I think I bought it in the 90s, but I was thinking back to the barber shop. And, you know, when he first started out, he was a social drinker. But, uh, you know, he's gone a that's, little bit far. Tip your waitress. He's gone. <laughs> I've been You're working on that. I've been working on the delivery of that for the last couple of weeks, knowing that uh, this episode's coming up. Atta boy. Atta boy. So what have I got? I, I took a road trip yesterday, boys. I went up to Kamloops to go to Thompson River University to view the campus. Beautiful drive, beautiful day. Uh, and that was all as it was. Kamloops was represented as well as it can be by the weather it was just gorgeous up there and then as we went to come back we elected to take highway one which goes down through nice. fraser canyon right so two things one was we did that election because a quick glance at google suggested that it was only 15 minutes longer than going across coquihalla and i didn't bother thinking about it okay uh the other thing was no sooner did we get on Highway 1 out of Kamloops uh. than the car overheated and I had to pull over. And uh, listeners may remember me going on and on about having a heater core leak and dumping bars leaks into my radiator oh. to stop it. Well, at that time, of course, I lost a bunch of radiator fluid and I thought that I had topped it back up. But who can really know? Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. But there was not very much fluid in the radiator when I stopped there. And I was also low on oil, which tends to exacerbate any kind of heating problem you have. So I did have some water and I actually had some coolant left over in the car from when I did the bars leaks deal. So I dumped all of that into the radiator, put the cap back on and pushed on and off we went. And you know what it all boils down to? No pun intended. Need a new radiator cap. Oh, Radiator cap is compromised, water heats up, it just blows out of there. It doesn't go into the recycle, the recirculation tank, right? Oh. So that expansion tank where you typically dump liquid in is intended for when you're getting pressure. You're getting the 15 pounds, the radiator cap lets go, the fluid goes out of the radiator and into the expansion tank to cool, and it also sucks some in from the expansion tank at the same time that happens. None of that's happening. I'm basically running an unpressurized system. So that was a thing. I did not know how that all worked. It's it's along those lines. I always saw that kind of special tank, but I wasn't really. Yeah. And I always saw the little hose that comes out of the side just below the cap. I didn't really understand how that all works. That's what it's for. The pressure pushes the spring-loaded plug on the radiator cap upwards, and that allows material to pass into that pipe and into the tank. My trip to Canadian Tire today was after carefully looking up and ensuring that they have two that would fit my car. I go down there, I go through the whole thing, I go to the desk, they look for 10 minutes, they don't have it. 
and you will applaud, you will applaud my composure in just thanking him and leaving, as opposed to <laughs> suggesting that maybe they wanted to update their stupid online inventory thing, you morons. Oh, yes. Yeah, Just yeah. hate that kind of stuff. Anyway, there was that. And the other fun thing, though, was I went to check back on how we got so wrong about the Fraser Canyon and Google Maps. So I just said, you know, take me to Kamloops. And you know how normally Google Maps presents you with a route and then an alternate, right? Yes. Usually. So the alternate, the only alternate it would present me was to go up through Squamish and Whistler, Duffy Lake Road, Lillooet, like a five hour and 11 minute drive. And I, I just couldn't get it to show me what it would take to take Highway 1 up through the canyon. And the suggestion I have is that so few people are actually using that route anymore that Google Maps just doesn't have data for it. What do you think of that? No. I do not buy that one bit. No. Well, then how come it wouldn't show me? It's, it's, the, it's got to be the second fastest route to get to Kamloops from here. has to be. And it would not show me. The only way I could figure out that it was an hour and 15 minutes difference is to say, okay, get me to Cache Creek. And it would show me that canyon route to get to Cache Creek. And then I said, get me to Cache Creek from Kamloops. And then I could add the two together to get the total trip time from here to Kamloops, right? That's the only way I could do it. And it's about an hour and 15 minutes difference. But I thought it was really weird that it wouldn't show me that route. You're doing it on your uh, iPad, I guess, eh? Yeah, yes. Yeah, and I, I, I'm sure that the iPad allows it. On the, on the desktop, you just click and drag the, the route. So you just grab it, grab the route, and drag it mm -hmm. up. I've just done it just now. What do you mean? And it's shown... Yeah, you just grab, you know, the blue root. Well, the one it recommends? <laughs> yes. You click right on it, and you drag it over to Highway 1, <laughs> and it shows you that. <laughs> okay, well, let's agree that we didn't have this conversation then. Let's just, let's just agree that this never happened, because that's really funny. I didn't know that's how it worked. I just didn't know. <laughs> I got to make sure and tell Jen. But you're right. It did on in my case. It did not show the highway one route. All it did was show the um, low heat highway route as an alternate. Oh yeah, and yeah. To I get to reason, hope. yeah. The main reason it doesn't show the highway one route, I guess, is because it adds quite a bit of time. But uh, yeah, it's a nice way to go. A hey, skinny. Some somebody on my feed yesterday uh, was complaining about the zoo at Canadian Tire how many people were in there and how everybody was just running around. There wasn't any kind of control or spacing or anything. Your experience? Well, there's a lot of people there today. I have to say, I was pretty surprised. Like, why are we all here? Uh, they have all this <laughs> stuff set up. You know, they have markers on the floor and they have people going around shivying, but they can't cover all the aisles and the aisles are quite narrow in there. They don't have the directional markers in the aisle. Uh, and they, I think, rather foolishly have removed the, the monitors, the touch screens that you can use to locate your product, mm -hmm. because that means everybody just has to wander around everywhere. Like, I understand why they did it, because everybody's touching the screen, right? But without that, you're just wandering aimlessly, and that does tend to take away from distancing, I think. It was pretty busy, though. Moby, I just saw the, your two uh, loaves of bread. Did you post that just recently? Just now. And our feed looks wonderful. They must have smelled great, too. Mm -hmm. I've been watching many a YouTube video on <clears throat> beginner bread making, and <clears throat> I know a lot already, let me tell you. 
and the one I, what I watched this uh, lovely lady in Texas in some farmhouse, and she says, oh, so you put your yeast and your sugar and your warm water in a bowl, and they usually, they usually say that you should proof that, like uh, let it sit for 15 mm. minutes until it foams up, and, you know, and she says, you know, unless your um, yeast is like over 10 years old, you can kind of skip that. You don't need to even do that because it'll work anyway, right? <laughs> and of course, my yeast is from, it, it expired in 2013. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still cooking. Still working. That's great. <laughs> still sending up those bubbles. So you didn't proof it and it worked anyways? That well, I, 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 I kind of let it dissolve and see if any bubbles and there's a scant few, but there was a couple, and so I just went ahead anyway, but it worked fine. If you get a lead on yeast out there, instant yeast, yeah. l- let me know. Yeah, I'm not looking around, because so far I've resisted the urge to join the bready bunch, you know, like join Ooh. the guys that are making bread. Oh. Just, well, you know, it's just a thing. It's like... I heard, uh, I heard that tone in your voice again. I heard it. I sounded... It was very critical, harsh, actually. Very nose in the air, I thought. <laughs> Time is it? He's retreating. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, skinny. Make some bread. Yes. Listener mail? Yes. Do it. Do it. (laughs) (laughs) Anything to change the topic here? Yep. Anything at all. Listener mail. All right. We've got four uh, pieces of listener mail here. Uh, This one is from Lee of Courtney. Hi, dogs at a distance. And now on YouTube, you are creative in this time of COVID-19. You were talking about binge watching and I would recommend Ozark. Boys, have you seen Ozark? Uh, Yeah, I've seen a couple of years of it. I think it got mentioned on here somewhere as a good choice. Didn't you recommend it? I think you did. At at some point, not in that episode, but yes, it's just a fantastic show. Yeah. Uh, Three seasons so far. The third season just got released. In terms of the listeners, probably a couple months before this episode airs. Uh, Anyway, she goes on to say three seasons on Netflix. The third just hit about 10 days ago from when she wrote, well done and tense. Plus, there's no moral compass with reach big enough to capture just about everyone involved. And on the complete flip side, Shit's Creek, which is on Netflix too, except for the current and final season with finale tomorrow night. So the finale was April 7th. And it's been a wonderful ride with that Canadian crew, mostly Canadian crew. Have you guys seen Shit's Creek yet? I just I, I just finished watching it. I just binged it. Oh, so have you seen all seven seasons? Five, I believe. Five, okay. Yeah, I saw the end, yeah. I haven't seen I haven't seen the behind the scenes, which uh, apparently is quite good. But I was uh, it was recommended by Lucy. She said, you know, get through the first two seasons, and then it really takes off. And I didn't think that it did. It actually it's very very clever, very smart. Uh, Catherine O'Hara is absolutely brilliant. Actually, they're all brilliant. I just find that um, is it Daniel? What is his name? Eugene Levy. His dad. Well, that's the father. Yeah. Oh, I beg your pardon. So Daniel, um, who is, I think it's really his project. He he writes quite a lot of them. And I don't know if he directs them, but uh, I just, I didn't quite buy his uh, character after a while. But hmm. uh, but it, it, it's, uh, 
pretty pretty excellent 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 and i also thought that it was shot in british columbia i watched the first i guess the first five episodes of the first season i thought oh this is in bc someplace and i thought that's kind of odd all these toronto actors coming out to bc and of course it's not bc it's right in the middle of rural ontario i watched yeah. about two episodes way back at the beginning of it and it just didn't grab me so i let it go mm. yeah i've heard it's excellent parks and recreation i've got the same advice from griffin which is that you can invest in seasons one and two if you want but season three is when it really hits its stride so i'm I'm in mid-season two of Parks and Rec, and uh, it's a pretty funny funny show, and I'm looking forward to season three. How many is there altogether? I think eight before they close down, maybe seven, something like that. So similar uh, similar duration. And aren't they coming back or something, or there's a reunion of some sort? or? Yes, there's a Parks and Rec special. I think it's already out. Uh, maybe it's on Netflix, and uh, I'm avoiding that because it'll definitely be spoiler heavy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so just getting back to our uh, listener mail. Thank you for that, Lee from Courtney. And on to our next one. All right, so this one was sent to us uh, by Nicola. And she has sent us just a reference to uh, the Poet Laureate Has Gone to His Shed. Guy Garvey, uh, we'll put a link in the show notes. So um, amazingly wonderful band called Elbow headed by a guy named Guy Garvey. I've been working on a um, she sent a link to him talking to a birder in the shed for like 45 minute interview. If you're into birds, it's a fantastic interview, but Guy Garvey has been posting these just wonderful zoom concerts with him and his band. You know, each of them are in a different square, that classic zoom layout. There's five people in the band. So they do four corners, one in the middle and he sings his heart out. Fantastic stuff. So I will post a link to that as well. Thanks, Nikki. Cool. 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 Uh, speaking of cool, cool. I've been watching uh, community again. Jeez. The kids keep recommending that to me. And I guess it's good, eh? Must be. Uh, it's just amazing. It's a top-notch comedy. My Possibly my favorite comedy of all time. Wow. And one of the characters does say, cool, cool, cool. It's just one of his, <laughs> his catchphrases. Didn't know that. Is that the one in, in college? It's community college? It's a community college. Yeah. And, of course, the, uh, the premise is that community colleges are just really you know like just not very good right that's the at least this this particular community college yeah. is not yeah. and so it's a little study group that gets formed under false premises right in episode one they set it up so episode one basically gives you everything you need to know about the premise and it's extremely intelligent and it's with the 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 chinese guy teaching spanish right yes ken leong i think his name is is that his first name ken uh, His last name's Leong, Chiang Leong. He was in Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah. He's the flamboyant uncle or whatever. Yeah. And did they, did, didn't Community come out about the same time that Parks and Rec came out? Absolutely. And they were both in the same kind of zeitgeist, I guess. Yeah. And Ooh, nice. Like, well, I anyway, I, I think I sort of, I've, I watched both of them originally way back when, but, uh, and perhaps I get them mixed up. All of Community is on Netflix, and oh. I'm not sure where Parks and Rec is. I've been using the Griffin has the DVDs. Mm. 
Okay, Susan of Rossland says a new comment on our episode 81, our socially distant dogs episode. She says, regarding the 10 pack of N95 masks that I had, because PJ mentioned that Susan had some N95 masks. Uh, Because I have a couple of nurses in the family, I just gave them to one of them. Not sure if that would work for you, Rich. It was the easiest solution for me. And so that sounds good. I'm still sitting on my N95 masks. I did call up the hospital uh, and they tried to call me back once. I didn't take the call because <laughs> we were on the phone. We were we were recording a session at the time, so I do need to call them back. And uh, the, what I've heard in BC is they don't have a shortage of N95 masks yet, but they could easily have a shortage. Why? Because the good news is that we're not needing ventilators as much. You know, ventilators are pretty invasive. They jam a tube down your trachea. Is that it? Down your windpipe. Actually, I don't, and, yeah. And because it is so brutal, they heavily medicate you. So you're you're just kind of out of it the whole time. And actually that reduces your chance of surviving because your body's defenses do not work as well when you're just all uh, up on the opiates or whatever. Um, so they have a new technique now where they have a very high pressure pipe tubes going into your nose and they're bigger tubes than those little ones and they hit like i don't know 60 pounds per square inch some really high pressure into your lungs and apparently it's surprisingly comfortable it's not wow it's not highly invasive the bad news is that pressure causes an aerosol of all your little covid or your coronavirus you know virions are all just aerosoled into the air and it's highly dangerous for the nurses and doctors who are around these things and that's why they need the n95s and because that's becoming a more and more successful uh, therapy they need more n95 masks geez that's pretty interesting virions too you're on fire today rj oh yeah virions my deep background in uh, epidemiology. Yeah. Like I said, that's what, (laughs) aside from baking bread, that's the second most popular thing that people have done. (laughs) Well, what is up with that anyway? Why do they say that viruses are not live? They say, no, well, you you know, you're not technically, they use the term killing a virus and that's fine. But technically they're saying the, the, the little virus particle, which turns out is called a variant, it's not alive. And you're going, well, come on. Is that, what does that mean anyway? I guess it means it's static. Like it doesn't, it's got well, do RNA. They divide? Do they do cell division? They have RNA and DNA in them and they, they just randomly attach. They just happen to twirl around and attach to part of your, you know, lung or your sinuses. Right. And then all of a sudden they pump some RNA through that attachment into your living cell. And right. then the RNA forms a little factory in your living cell. Right. But I guess technically it's not alive. So on their own, they don't do cell division at all because they're not cells. They find a cell to host their little pattern. The cell does it. That's interesting. I don't know why anybody sort of cares. It's <laughs> <That's You know, laughs> true. Like, why are we having an argument about whether they're live or not? I, I don't understand that exactly. You, you okay. mean our listeners, for example? Well, whomever. Whomever... <laughs> is tweeting in an outraged tone to say, why, we got to stop talking about these things as though they're live. They're not live. You know, if we're talking about them as if they're sentient and had a plan, okay, maybe we could have a conversation, but who cares if they're live or not? Like what? I don't even know. It's just me though. I've been in the basement for quite a while. 
<laughs> and the garden suite. <laughs> Sorry, the garden suite. That's right. I just thank you, Susan from Rosslyn. And on to we got that a new comment on episode eighty three, uh, which was our episode that we had recorded before the uh, distancing. Um, Nancy from New Westminster, I believe. Yeah. Says, Hey guys, the monkeys may be a weird point of interest. I got to stop you right there, Nancy. The monkeys are not a weird point of interest. <laughs> they are they not. Are, they are central to our musical history. They're an important band. <laughs> um, Beethoven, Bach, the monkeys. She says, but I'm actually scheduled to go to their concert on July 12th. I actually considered going to that too. Uh, one of those last chance bucket list things. Um, wow. Just two of them left, correct? Yes, we confirmed that. Um, she just got our dates all right because we were a little bit unsure. Moby was thinking that one of them died recently and indeed. So she, what she says is Davy Jones dies in 2012 and Peter Tork died in 2019. My step-nephew in his 40s asked me if I listened, knew of them way back when. I told him I remembered them when the band was actually created in 1966. They were a studio band created for the TV show, The Monkees. I think uh, those of us of a certain age are all going to be highly aware of The Monkees. I remember, I want to, I'll tell you guys what I think and you can tell me what you think. But um, when they were created, we knew that they were a created band that kind of instantly depreciated them somewhat, mm -hmm. um, kind of like the Archies. But on the other hand, we totally enjoyed their silly little TV show that came on every week, made uh -huh. sure to tune in and watch. And uh, because they were funny in a almost kind of a Monty Python-ish kind of way, like just silly little plots and whatnot, sort of. Anyway, yeah. thought, thought they were pretty good. I was always a big fan of the monkeys. Yeah, I remember the big debates about whether they could actually. I remember it was a big scandal. They can't even play those instruments; they're just faking. When they when you show them playing in a group, they're faking. They can't play, and I still to this day I think they could play, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Could they? Do you guys know? Did they actually play the music they sang to? Do you know? Yes, the story was that the the music studio was you know very domineering, and they mm. would often hire studio musicians. The monkeys themselves took a real affront to that because really to be a pop band, do you need great skill, you know, to be a pop band? So they, when they went on tour, they insisted on playing themselves and they, you know, they did some decent tours. The story was that Michael Nesmith knew what he was doing. Well, he kind of went on to demonstrate that pretty thoroughly for the balance of his career. He, he did a whole bunch of stuff after the monkeys, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And very importantly, his mother invented whiteout for typists. <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> yeah, so, so he had no shortage of inherited money. He did very well. Oh, I thought it was going to be, I, I was sure you were going to say no shortage of inherited talent. And I just and thought, talent what as does well? whiteout have to do with music? <laughs> just Yeah. And Mickey Dolenz was uh, Mickey Dolenz was very prominent in the L.A. music scene, not as a musician, but so much as but as social. He was having parties all the time, and people got introduced that went on to do great things. And so it's yeah. kind of interesting. You would have thought, "Come on, Mickey Dolenz, really?" But yeah, he had uh, quite an impact on the music industry, apparently. 
Well, and as far as the monkeys being an odd thing to be interested in at this point, I feel compelled to mention that one of our most faithful listeners and and submitters of email, just absolutely the Partridge family's David Cassidy. Oh my God. I I think we should just leave it at that and wait for the email to come because that listener, I'm almost sure, will pipe up and say what they thought of David Cassidy. All right. I'm just going to put that out there and leave it. Another thing about the monkeys is they had the record company hired amazing talent for the songwriters. So Tommy Boyce and Bobby Hart uh, worked out of the Brill Building in New York. They just did amazing hits for them. And King and Goffin, Goffin and King. So Carol King, before she became popular, was a songwriter for several of the monkeys hits. I didn't know that. I didn't know either of those, but it's not surprising. Huh. Yeah, that was a good one. I just saw that email the other day. That was a lot of fun. I I didn't know that they were still touring, though. I got to say that. No idea. You got to wonder how the music rights and everything work with that, right? So you're created. Somebody else writes the music for the show that you are just paid to act in, really. And then the next thing you know, you're touring. What are you touring? The show? Who's making the money off your tour? The network? Like... How on earth does all of that work? And now, 40 or 50 years later, how the hell does the money work? I just no idea. I kind of know, though. Oh, do you? Do sort you really? of, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's a basic model. It's the whoever the band is gets a certain amount of money from the promoters. And the promoters have to pay for the facility. The, well, the but this, ticket, is, this is the a regular t- tour. That's uh, This is a regular tour, yeah. I mean, but who gets, who gets, sorry, RJ, I don't mean to, I, I understand. No, what you're I'm going where your, your, your okay. next question is. So, so okay. basically when you perform any music, you have to pay agreed upon rates to the publishing company and the publishing company gets a cut and the songwriter gets a, a really big cut. And so anytime the monkeys perform, and uh, this varies from band to band who bought the rights. So for example, yeah, yeah. you know, Michael Jackson owned the rights to all the Beatles songs for quite a while there. Yeah. Um, so anyway, there's compensation. Definitely. We talked about this. It would go to ASCAP or BMI. Yeah. yeah. They, they then would distribute it according to the Byzantine rules about, you know, who gets yeah. what cut based on whatever contract was made. Yeah, no, that's a nice answer. I I just didn't think that all the way through, but yeah. So really, they're getting some tiny little fragment of all the money that's changing hands, depending on what their deal is. Yeah, because theoretically, they have some of the songwriting. They have some 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 of the songwriting credits go to the the individual monkeys. Theoretically, I guess that's what cover bands just do, eh? They get permission from somebody to do it, and the permission is granted after a negotiation about splitting income. And they just go do it. Right. Jesse from Montreal was telling us in an earlier letter that you can Mm. charge whatever you want. You say you want to perform my, my song. I'm going to charge you nothing because we're friends or I'm going to charge you a million bucks because I don't want you to do it. Yeah. Well, it's kind of, I would have never, ever guessed that the monkeys would be touring now still never in a million years. So thanks Nancy for that because I never would have guessed that they made some really they performed some amazing songs that's for sure some yeah. really really well crafted still like them actually some of those songs <sighs> what else what else do we have boys what <laughs> that's it for listener mail it was a great size skin 
No, I was just thinking about the monkeys. It's a long time, right? Everything's a long time. What else do we have on our list of fascinating things to foam on about? Well, I do have a million dollar moneymaker there. It's not a super terrific one. It's not maybe as high quality as many of my others, but it's still pretty good. You want to hear it? Want to hear it? Yeah, you guys I do. ready to make some sure serious do. money? So I don't know about you guys, but I have found more and more that I am, between indifference and preoccupation, having more and more trouble tracking the day of the week. I'm not so bad on the date, just because things matter for dates. You know, if the dentist is ever going to call me back, it's not going to be before May 31st. So I need to know what date it is today. So here's the money-making idea. Ready? Publish calendars where the whole month is just one day. Today is Tuesday, May 5th. Tomorrow is Tuesday, May 6th. The next day is Tuesday, May 7th. The whole month is just Tuesday. So you only ever have to remember that. And then you know the date. And you could... Yeah. <laughs> and you could... <laughs> And you could just change them. You could have whole month calendars for every day of the week. And then if this goes on long enough, you know, who knows what other flavors. But I think there's a market for it because people are fatigued and they're also depressed by their inability to remember what day of the week it is in this. Okay, so let's let's form. think this through. I mean, it sounds like a great <laughs> no, idea. No, let's not. <laughs> if I'm a nine to five worker Monday to Friday. Yes. And did you just say that this whole month, every day is Tuesday? Well, on your calendar, on my calendar, posted in my kitchen so that I never have to remember what day it is, uh -huh. they're all Tuesdays. Yes, but on, not on my calendar? No, you're still working. You care what day of the week it is because <laughs> you don't work Saturdays. Okay, all right. I do not because I don't work any days. I just sit around and wait for it to be May 31st. What percentage are you charging for this one? Ten. I only That's a reflexive defensive there on that. I know that it's only worth... You know, five maybe. <laughs> Actually, I should go the other way. I should go 30 because nobody's going to do it. You know? Yes. Yeah. yeah. I should go the other way. All right. Well, I tried. Yeah. I tried to gift you guys, you know, your fortunes and you scoffed. So, oh, well. concludes another block-busting episode of The Shed Dogs. We hope that you've been as uplifted in hearing it as we were in saying it. We hope that you're going to ask us stuff that you need to know, tell us stuff that we need to know, and tell others that need to know about us. That last part's kind of important. There's not much of that going on. You're letting us down. <laughs> but in spite of that, we wish you well. We hope you're taking care. We hope you're having fun. And we hope you'll come back and see us again real soon. See ya. Bye-bye. Thanks, guys. Bye.